0: Let's pray. And lift up your Bibles and repeat after me. We, we do this regularly. I promise you it's not our first day. We sing, we're stumbling over stuff. Say, this is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I can be what it says I can be. And I can do what the Word says I can do. It's the living seed of God living in me, and I'll never be the same. Never, never, never will I be the same. God increase, pastor decrease. Give me ears to hear what God has to say. I'm going to walk with power and not let the loss get left. Amen. You guys may be seated. We love all of those things. I, you, I, I mean, have you guys ever done something where you, um, let me say it the right way, spent a great deal of effort and money, to get to do something, and you wanted to make the best of it, right? Because, you know, you're just consuming. Let's say vacation. Let's go with that. But you wanted to have the best time you could. The very best that you could. So you fought all you could to have a good time, right? Anybody, any of you guys ever done that? Where it's like, okay, we're on vacation. Let's try not to let stuff upset us. Let's go out of our way. Try, let's. Let's man let's try to fight for peace like and even if you even if you get in that place where you're like man this is so annoying you're trying to hold it together because of what you invested to even go right you invested all of this to go me in the family it's my family i get to take my family think about people who can't take their family anywhere and so you're trying to do the humble and right thing right and especially if you take your kids They tend to make you work for it, right? It's like, I'm trying to have a good time with you. You know, and it's, and it's, and it's almost like this thing you love so much. And as, a, as a, the um, school I was in outside of Houston on Friday, he just had his first or second kid. And he was talking about, he used to always say to me, I don't know how you go on four hours of sleep. I don't, I don't know how you do it. I don't know how you do it. Now all he does is go on four hours of sleep. And he says he's never tired. He says, there's this thing about my awakening for my kid that I don't care if I don't get to sleep. And then he says, I make it through the day because I'm so excited I got to get up for my kid. He said, that love transferred into my body. Now let me, he said, it actually gives him life. That's what I love about that song. It's giving me life abundantly overflowing. And let me tell you, when your compassion grows toward God, that's what the Bible says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments." Keeping his commandments is an act of love. It's a love. He didn't say, you didn't keep my commandments so you don't love me. He says, when you love me, keeping my commandments is the way you will do. It's the way you will be. Right? Sometimes we read that as, we read it in a mistake mode rather than in a love mode that your love makes your compassion grows. Right? Things are not as important to you as it is when you have things in your life that you love. Our importance changed. When I was single, being in a relationship wasn't important. When I got married, that changed. When we had kids, that changed. You know what I mean? They say having a dad bod because you know how much stuff costs. That's why. You ain't going to eat it. You ain't going to eat that. Give it here. Give it here. Right? you like, oh, we paid for this. You ain't going to eat it? Y'all yeah, yeah, right? Is that the reason why we looked away? I mean, that's, you know what? And it's exactly, I'm like, we paid for this. No joke, these, they, they were, so I got back and from Houston, and they were, they were headed, they had headed to Corpus, and I had a cauliflower. It's like, man, this is probably the last day this is good. And this may not mean anything to y'all. Y'all probably don't even care. Let the cauliflower go bad. Who cares? I did. So I made, I saw this recipe for cauliflower cheese. They call, them, they call them cauliflower steaks. Now this boil sacrilege is what I'm saying up here. To call that thing a steak just because of the way you cut it. But it's a real easy make. There's this mix. There's this oil mix. You put it in there and you make it in an air fryer. I made it and I sent the picture to my vegan friend. She about lost her mind. She was the only person I could share that picture with. Because I couldn't thought if I sent that. I, I don't know. If I sent that, okay, Ms. Yolanda's over here. Give me a look like I could. I didn't know because most of the people you sent it to, they're like, why are you sending me this flower? Because like, that's what it looked like, but it's called a cheesy steak. We had steaks earlier that week. That's not the same. I feel bad. You know, it's like one of the games that we talk about, especially when we said about authentic Christianity, right, and and folks who want that playtime stuff, right? They want that gimme, gimme stuff. And I I love what you were sharing about that because we've always been about help the other person. Let them eat. Let let them go, right? And, and, And just be a leader in the sense of, I'd rather see them fed because I know at some point I will eat again. But I do not know about them. I would never take a cauliflower steak to feed the homeless. It's just like it's a fight waiting to happen. It's always like a fight waiting to happen. So the seed, seed has a calling. Seed has a calling. Be the ground it can thrive in. All right? So the seed has a calling. Seed in the ground. Good. Now, if you've ever planted anything, you realize you lose contact and you lose view of it when it's planted. You cannot sit around and watch it grow or determine when it's going to grow or mess with it. So when you do something for someone, that is a seed. Don't turn around and wait for them to do something back for you. That will not allow it to grow. In fact, we, we have this thing. We do not loan money, and it's tough because you've seen it. And even good Christian people, when you say, "Here you go, we we'll loan this to you," you're supposed to pay, and folks don't pay back, and that's wrong. Kind of like what you were saying. Oh, I'm doing this for the Lord. Now He asks you to work work wholeheartedly as unto the Lord. And so we tell people, if we have it to give, we give it to you. But if you look at my wallet and you see it. But I don't have it to give, I can't give it to you. Right? Because I can't afford to loan it to you, because if it don't come back, then we got problems. So I need to be able to give it to you. But if I can't give it to you, I ain't gonna give it to you. But if I give it to you, I give it to you. You get it? Give it to me. Give it to me. And so we look at this and it's about to see. So we're gonna talk about our guy Abraham. Listen to this in Genesis chapter 15 and verse 1. Uh, through 6, it says, After these things the word of the Lord came unto Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram, I am truly thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold to me, thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven and tell the stars if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness, okay? Now, you say, what's the big deal? It's a man asking for a child, right? Chapter 17 in the same book of Genesis, he's 99. He's 99 years old. Who am I going to leave this to? Eliezer, Eliezer, who's in my house, is not mine, I don't have it. I don't have something. I have not created my own. And I, I love this because this just confirms to me that God didn't call us to copy somebody. God called us to be original. Right? There's a many times, and, and that's what I see all the time when I, I go to school, like these kids, I uh, uh, do, do this, 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 this dance celebration. All the NFL players do, the basketball players do, all of them do the same thing. Thing and they go, Miss Sort, can you do the gritty? And it's, it just, it's just basically grown men skipping with their hands together. I said, Can you do your own hands? Do you not have one you made up? How, why are you celebrating like everybody else celebrate? That's another way of me saying, No, I ain't doing it. <laughs> But everyone just copies, and I don't want to copy. And Abraham's like, I don't have one. And God says, I'm going to give you one. And I don't care about your age. Listen, quit caring about what your limitations are. God has got all of that part covered anyway. In fact, he needed you to get to the point of being limited so that you can't go around saying it was you at all. It was all God. God, why did you wait so long? Because this is when you finally got tired enough to let me be God. You had too much energy and I couldn't even do it, right? You could, you worked out on your own. Now, now you know that you know that you know that didn't nobody do this but me. He's 99 asking for a child. I was done at 38. Mm-mm, not another one. Yep. There you go. Some of y'all right now is out. So he spoke access to Abraham's seed through his words. By his word, we are justified. And by your words, you are condemned. Is that it that? By your words, are you justified? By your words, are you condemned? Okay, I get you. Say, I got you. I'm with you though. Because he is saving Abraham. Can you imagine having all of this and no one to share it with? Can you imagine having all the blessings, all the things you have and not being able to give it to anyone right it was a statement we make as travelers if you want to go fast travel alone if you want to go far take somebody with you because it's something about the second person being able to tell the same story that it makes it go even further so we've got to watch what comes out of our mouths Abraham's like how am I going to be the father of many nations I can't I don't even have my own child Listen to this. You may be saying, God, how am I going to go and preach the gospel? And how am I going to go and witness to somebody when I have this problem or this issue? Or I'm at this age or I'm at this height, which I didn't even know height had to be a requirement. But he made a covenant with him to fulfill it. It is dangerous to give in to our limitations and lose the ability to rejoice in God's expectations. I get it. I figure now why people are not happy. They're still looking at their limitations instead of having the uh, spirit of expectations. Psalm 62.5 says have the spirit of expectancy. Spirit of expectancy. When I expect from God, I don't have to inspect what I can't do gosh, that was good. Let me say it again. When I expect from God, I don't have to inspect what I can do. And you got yourself in your inspection mode instead of expectation mode. And you're saying, there's no way I can do it. Listen to Numbers 23, 19 and 20 said, God is not man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should have to repent. If he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. Verse 20 said, you are blessed and it can't be reversed. You realize you are a blessing, but you're sitting on it if you're not using it and not being blessed. But it can't go nowhere. It just stays there waiting for you to use it because it can't be reversed. Can't be reversed. And we have to think about the fact of what is it? And I'm saying this, even even speaking in schools when I say, how many of y'all got in trouble for talking in school? Both hands. What do I do for a living? Talk. It was a gift that I needed to learn how to use or it would always be in reverse getting me in trouble till I learned how to use it as an asset. You have a gift too, each and every one of us. That's why I put it out there. Your gift has something, it's a seed, it has a, has a, has a landing place, it has a, has a purpose, there's a plan for it and it never goes away. It never goes away. In some of your roughest moments, you've had that a Bible verse pop in your head. He's not going away. It's calling. Your seed has a calling. Seed has a calling. 99 years old, your seed still has a calling. Abraham, get busy. You and Sarah. Right? And now, would, would it be hard for you all to believe that? I don't know we pick on Abraham, but I would struggle at 55 if God said, you, you don't have another child. Mm. All right. <laughs> it must going to be from the Lord because this is not mine. Right? And, it does. and And let me tell you, Abraham couldn't brag about that other than God. So seeds are honest. Everybody say amen. Seeds are like little kids. Little kids are honest. Seeds are honest. When they get planted, they're going to honestly do what seeds honestly do. Let the seed do what the seed do. And so his seeds are honest and, and, and will stay true to what God created it to do. And it is possible to get stuck and unbelief to the point that we end up sending our seed to live outside the, the God's will for our life. Right? So y'all know where I'm headed with Abraham and Sarah, right? You can sit in your seat and realize, why did it grow over there? Because that's where you planted your joy. Why does, why doesn't, why do, why am I not entertain my church? Because you got more planted in the movies than you do maybe in church. Okay. Think about... <laughs> where you water it there he is boy, steve is in town listen where you water it the bible grows in you it cultivates the word your spirit grows where it is watered. but it's got to be planted there and i won't have a heart for for ministry i won't have a heart for the hungry if i'm not hungry with god How do I eat more in the word? Hunger. I gotta be hungry to eat more. I mean, hungry, and the hungrier I am, the more fulfilled I am. Most people think the more they eat, the more they're fulfilled. No, the hungrier I am, the more I am fulfilled. My hunger is what fulfills me. It seems like God is operating backwards. God, why don't I understand your word? So into it. As so I start doing this thing at home is listen uh, this, this is how easy it is for us to get in the bite man we just have no excuse put the book of proverbs on YouTube just play just play just play it is wild what was going on in the book of proverbs the wisdom in that joint I'm sitting up here trying to work on quotes the Book of Proverbs is wild. I was like, rewind that. Eight hours worth. Just lay down on my back. Just you talking about you can't sleep at night? Play that. That'll take you right out. Till they say something. <laughs> Till they say something like, "Whoa, wait a minute." I'm supposed to be following that. So you saying like you haven't invested. The Bible says where you're. Heart is, that's where your treasure will be. right? And when I have a heart for what God wants to do, I'm going to treasure what God wants to do. And that's going to be more valuable to me than anything I want to do. Where's my time spent? Am I at least tithing my time to God every day? Can it get 10 percent? Can a seed get, get a little water, a little spit?? I eat. I didn't do this on the video. I didn't do. This. I can see y'all can see I'm comfortable. Now y'all are cold. This how that works. People are all bundled up. This is this. So he says that, right? The seeds are honest. When they are planted, they're going to come up. And if that seed is unbelief, and that's why we tell folks, you got to watch out who you're hanging out with. you got to watch out what you're taking in. you got to watch out what you believe because that seed you take in, it's honest. It's going to come out of you. There are too many people that go to church but don't even believe the Bible. They do not believe the Bible. Well, what did you think he, Jesus left it for? Why would he leave us a word for us not to follow? Man, you're blessing. You can't be reversed. Say, I'm a blessing. No, you're supposed to say it about me. No, I'm just playing. No, I meant for y'all to say it about y'all. I did I did This is why we'll trust you, Pastor. So it is that place, right? I'm I, I looking at this when you've moved on from something, don't let the person you moved on from find you in the same place you were that they moved on from you in. Give me a drink of this. Mm -hmm. and you say well I still got the same job I'm still in the same place but don't be in the same mentality you know what I mean we ain't talking about your location we talking about your meditation what do you think about the longest will become the strongest in your life we'll sit here and we did that the uh, parent night thank y'all for praying for me for parent night that I got to do Two parents showed up. <laughs> now, y'all hold up now. Y'all hold up now. Hold up now. Two parents showed up, four kids. Two, actually one wasn't even a parent. She was an aunt because the mom was on dialysis. So she brought the little boy because the boy said they having parent engagement and pizza. The school had bought at least 50 pieces. Two parents, mom, four kids. Two kids didn't have parents. I got to be their parent. So instead of me doing this huge speech that had the stage, that had everything set up, we got to sit at a round table like dinner. And what would happen if we talk like a family? What, what would happen if we were the head of the tables? And, 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 and here's what I'm struggling in, and here's what I'm going through. And kids, here's what this looks like. Here's what, here's what. eating together and talking together. And, and, and I had no idea, I never opened up my notes. I never opened up any of that. In fact, I emailed them later, what I would have said had the crowd been bigger. And they said, why would you give some of like four other teachers, the, the superintendent showed up to this. And the, the, the principal, the Hispanic lady the lover, her, she was like, she remember when I came to speak to their kids, she goes, how in the world would you give, and they kept apologizing, We're sorry the crowd's so small. Baby, I'm ready, this is me. This is me, one is a big crowd to me. She goes, man, I needed to hear that. Like, how was your energy up like that at 6 o'clock p.m.? She goes, how did you do that? How did you, what, what was going on? We, we ran out of time. I said, if they can't see me uh, engaged for four, why would they expect me to be engaged for thousands? I'd already spoke to the whole school. It's 2,400 kids at the school. Four kids showed up. Two adults. Man, I was so excited. And I was jumping up and down. They had this high chair. You know how I love high chairs. I love high chairs. I love being able to scoot up on a chair with my feet don't touch the bottom. I love, oh man, Some about to, so I'm about to name Jesus. Listen, I climbed up in that chair and we were just, we were sitting in those chairs and, and we were talking about the little kids were talking about, yeah, I can do this and, and I'm going to be able to do this and I'm going to be able to accomplish this. And the one other little boy who begged to come, he had a disability, he had several surgeries, wasn't supposed to be alive. And he said, man, I'm, man, I'm better, man. I'm better, like, I'm better. That's how we left. I grabbed two pieces of pizza that I don't even like to eat. Stuck it in the car. And I could tell the, the teachers, they were so discouraged because they put all that stuff together. And they were so, I said, y'all, we good. we good. I'm going to send you the presentation. I'm going to send you all the notes. Send that out to them. Then if I need to come back, I'll come back. But we can't dishonor the ones who showed up. We can't dishonor that. We can't let them start it. at least they'll carry that. He showed up for us. The speaker you follow on Instagram, I had him right here face to face. Remember that time when he came and I couldn't get called up because there was too many of us? I ain't have to be called up. I was up. I did most of the talking. And so again, do the little things like they're big things and you do big things like they're little things. Right? Got up. I think it was a, correct me if I'm wrong, baseball guy, Joe DiMaggio, I believe. He said it was in August. The game didn't matter. They weren't going to make the playoffs. He out there diving, making play, losing his mind out there. They go, why are you doing that? He said, there might be somebody in the stands that's never seen me play before. And I want them to see my best me. Why do we take take time off when when it ain't like, oh, I'm not feeling it today? What what you feeling for? What you feeling for? No, you're in love with God. I'm going to give God everything I got. And Matthew 25 40 says, when you've done it to the least of them, you've done it to Him. God, you mean to tell me that when I'm sitting here being lazy because it wasn't enough kids show up, I was doing that to you? Yeah, I was in that prison. I was in that prison where when I show up, nobody acts like they care enough to give me their best. What did you give me? Man, my church prayed for me to be down here. Church prayed for me to drive, make it here safely, and speak to y'all. I'm going to go ahead and waste your prayers? Man, I ain't riding like that. It's hard to sleep at night when you go wasting stuff. Listen to this in Genesis chapter 16. Now, Sarah, Abraham's wife, you know she's got to be a part of this. 99, we're going to have a baby, Sarah. They didn't, it, uh, just, you know what, just go on. Abraham's wife bare him no children, and she had a handmaid, an Egyptian, whose name was Hagar. And Sarah said unto Abram, Behold, now the Lord hath restrained me from bearing. I pray thee, go into my maid. It may be that I may, (laughs) it may be that I may obtain children by her. And Abram hearkened to the voice of Sarah, that he listened to her all his life. He ain't paid no attention. She always talking. She always talking. Abraham, you want to go ahead and let you go ahead and have a baby with the maid. Oh, that's from the Lord. Thus says the Lord. The Lord has spoken. You do hear from God. And Hagar, this was not what God had planned. But y'all know when we try to fix up what God has set up, we'll end up messing it up. Right? Just similar to that. To see, he was honest. The seed was on his out, came Ishmael. Ishmael came forth out of that plan. If God has spoke to you a certain way, the way he's going to do something a certain way, and told you to keep your mouth shut, shut during the time, keep your mouth shut during the time. The best way for God to have his way, we must first stay out of trying to make our way. Sarah's idea put the seed under contract when God had called for the sea to be under covenant, anytime, anytime, whatever you're living for, if it gets under a contract, because a contract say, whatever, here's the contract that you have to give to me based on this contract. The covenant says, here's what I'm doing for you, and I'm gonna keep my word. The contract means I gotta pay you back and forth. It's a back and forth. God says, no, you're under covenant. You're under covenant. And now if you take what God has blessed you with and use it outside of what God called it to be, now it's under contract. Now if you don't keep up with the contract, you could lose your opportunity. Where the covenant says, just believe. Just believe. It was the right seed, but in the wrong womb. Okay, y'all want to make a musical? It was the right seed but in the wrong womb. Like, what's happening here? Y'all hear that? (laughs) That's where it was. It was wrong. And then it was like, a lot of times we put our our part, we see some powerful singers started in church in the wrong womb now. Great speakers, great people. I I tell people all the time, you guys, I mean... If my family just wasn't so crazy, I can't touch them, speaking wise. They're really better than I am. But because they're sitting outside of the womb, I've been able to stand in this place God called me to be. God is not trying to call the most talented and most gifted. He wants to call those who are available and makes themselves available, right? Because it doesn't matter how gifted you are, if you're never available for God, what difference does it make? Hey, I'm going to be moving. I got a truck, but I ain't available. So who cares if you got a truck? <laughs> who cares if you got a truck or not? You're not available. Right? And, and you look at those things, it's like, what did I do with that seed, that seed of greatness, that seed of things? Now, here's the great thing about God. There is this thing called restoration, why did I put all the seed of my time into that person or my seed of that time into that thing that only to fall to the wayside? Did I waste my seed? No, because that's covenant between you and God. He's going to keep his word, just to get back with God. Get back with God. Get back to where God has called you. The seed has a calling. Prior to this idea, though, before Sarah came to the conclusion of take my maid. Before she did that, she laughed at God on a continued basis. She mocked him. You know how many churchgoers mock Christians for standing up for what the Bible says? And it's just a matter of time before they try to get birth of their Christian seed through another way. And y'all can share this on Spotify with millions of people. Listen to this. Let me tell you where the scripture says, Galatians chapter 6, verse 7 through 8 says, Do not be deceived. God is not to be mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will reap in return. The one who sows to please his flesh from the flesh will reap destruction. But the one who sows to please the Spirit from the Spirit will reap eternal life. Now, can I I go back to verse 7? Because I've always read this is, do not be deceived, God is not mocked. That's all, that's all I've ever said, God is not mocked. No, he said he's not to be mocked. Not to be mocked, not, not to be made fun of. Well, who is God? Well, this whole thing, the Bible, John 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. God is not to be mocked. If it's in the Bible and you're saying, oh, that's crazy, you're going to mock God? And then now you're trying to push this seed into the wrong womb, wrong spot, (laughs) the right seed. God wants us to grow in the place He called us according to the way He said it shall be done. I actually had a kid, this was, um, gosh, I don't even know how to explain this kid's happiness on Friday. It's a huge smile, little skinny Hispanic kid. I said, look, I want to give my job away. So I got my children who know how to do my job. They know how to do all of my family groups. I don't even have to be there with them. I mean, they could do it. This one kid, go, I'll take your job, and this was his look the whole time. It was just just joyful kid, and he's talking about the giving thing. So he came up, and he says, hey, look, I, I want to I I get one of these shirts but I don't have any change." And I said, neither do I, but you can do all this cash app stuff, which I don't have that either. But he did it and I said, well, I don't have that. He says, no, I want to buy it for somebody else. And I said, that's that's exactly where it starts. He says, because I know not everybody's got the ability to purchase. He says, I want to buy for others. And sometimes when you do that, when you have that gift in you, especially a gift of giver, you get, how many givers you feel like you got people around you say, quit letting other folks take advantage of you? If you're one of those giving people, yeah, they just using you. She has to worry about that when she says stuff to me. You, you stop, you you messing with the homeless people. What, what's happening? You stop on the side of the road sometime, one time, help somebody on the side of the road. I'm like, what you doing? It's crazy people out there. She goes, my God's crazy. Really? They're going to mess with me and God? She's stopping in heaven. Like, Protect them. Protect him. But it's like they'll say you're getting used if you do forgiveness. Why would you forgive them? No, because it's over for me. I'm not carrying them anymore. They are forgiven. I don't have to get even. God made me an overcomer. I've got victory. Getting even is not victorious right? And so, and, and you'll be called, I mean, you'll be called stupid. You'll be called simple-minded. How could you just let them get away with that? How could you let them get away? Hey, I need to get away from that. And the only way to get away from it is to release it. Right? That, do you go back to the, uh, what they used to do back in, uh, actually Hebrew and Greek, that if you murdered someone, they would tie you to that person their body to you. And you have to carry that body around until the disease from the dead got into you and you ultimately die. Unforgiveness is like that. It's carrying around that dead thing until you're diseased from it so much you don't know how to forgive, you don't know how to love. And so you have to cut loose and say, God, I thank you for forgiving me. I forgive them. I let it go. And then you fight the temptation every time you see that person. (laughs) Come on, let's not act like, let's not act like, is it over? Come on, don't act like that. Now I'm telling you it has to be done. And I'm telling you every time you see them, you're going to have to cast down evil imagination. Because if you don't want to hug them for an hour real tight, like right up in here, and that's not forgiveness, right? The Bible wouldn't tell us to renew our mind if it wasn't supposed to happen. And you have to renew your mind to what you ask God to do in your life. And what you ask God to help you with in your life. So, so we want to make sure we do it. So he said, uh, God wants us to grow in the place he called us according to the way he said to be done. Quiet unbelief can lead to ungodly plans that will produce a lookalike but not what God called it to be like. Quiet unbelief. What are you doing with your church time? This is your time to be with God. Let's say this is your only time. Does God get your full attention right now? All right? If this your what would we have to sell? How many weeks? How many, how many weeks? How many hours is in a week. Anybody know? 24 times 7. So you, you shut your eyes. You're doing math. I don't know if you want to sleep on me or what. what. <laughs> okay, it's 148 hours. No. See, and I went 24 times 7. It's 8. I got 148. 168, 168. Is it 168, Jai? 168, yeah. (laughs) I love y'all got your phones out. I'm in there just trying to work it right here, okay? Don't judge. So 168, 168 hours for a week, can God get this? Can God get all of this? Can God get his full time here? This is why a lot of us, a lot of us who like me, who read certain ways, I have to take notes, that's why it's important for me to share my notes. Because I have to take notes in a manner of a prayerful manner. Right? And so then I think the note part of getting the notes is, is, is I, and preaching is anointing. I don't want to be wrong about that. But I think that's such an anointing time. I like, that's why I like to share them. Because it just came up. Now, when I get up here, God has me do the notes, but, but it, I just feel like that time because that was outside of church time. You imagine being in a place but never really growing in God. Imagine when this becomes so comfortable you'll do everything else but God. Even on the days it is supposed to be for God. Right? When it was appointment, you wouldn't cuss on a church ground. You would not. You step off that curb and act a fool, but in fact, we push each other on the church ground if you start cussing, just to make you stop. You growing up? Anybody ever grow up like that? Y'all grow up like that? Don't cuss on the church ground. None of y'all. Oh, that in a funeral, uh, I mean cemetery, the holiest of like burial. Them folks ain't gonna get up out of there. And then we found out the Bible. The Bible says you are the temple of God. So, do you ever get off the church ground? Well, y'all, we can go ahead and go. Y'all ready to go? Y'all good? <laughs> we can shut it down. But God can't even get this. And then when you start to realize you've drifted so far, it's kind of like Samson. Samson got up to fight the Philistine. He didn't even know the Spirit of God wasn't even with him anymore. You know, imagine that. I grew up in church, but you grew out. Man, this is going over well. This is, this is working out fantastic. This is, this is it. Good ideas are not always God ideas. And it opens the door for, of self-idolatry as if without our plan, God couldn't get it done. John 10, 4, we pray this over ourselves, our kids, and everyone, that, that I know the voice of God and the voice of a stranger I will not listen to. I will not listen to the voice of a stranger, right? Know the voice of God and a stranger When I listen. You won't be listening to that strange stuff like, Get my maid in. Have a baby with her. I know you're my husband, but you have a baby with her. Man, you better get up out of here. So, Which we question Sarah's mentality. John chapter 8, verse 31 through 32 says this. Then Jesus said to those Jews which believed on him, if you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. And ye shall know the truth. And what does the rest of that say? Truth shall make you free. The most loving thing you can do is tell someone the truth. The most loving thing you can do is make someone free. Even though that truth may also make them mad. Make them free. Study the truth and get so ingrained in your heart that you will always be able to spot a lie. But they talk about the people who work with counterfeit money, they say they don't even mess with the counterfeit. They study the real so strong till they can spot the counterfeit of not being real. Study the real. Well, I don't know if this is the right relationship. Does it look like the real word? Does it look like a real scripture? Is that a is that a uh, is that a virtuous woman? That Proverbs girl? That a Malachi boy? Huh? <laughs> Tell our kids put a Bible in between you going days. They climb over Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They got a demon in them. You cast that thing out. They're climbing over the gospels, y'all. You, you got you a straight-up devil. Satan will always bring pieces of truth to try and get us to operate in a lie, and that is why we must fully obey God, not just the parts we like. And the reason why pieces of truth work because we have pieces of living for them. And I don't need to be in pieces. I need to be in peace, because the only way I can get peace is from the Prince of Peace. This is working out better than I wrote it. It's working a whole lot better. But if you only serve God in parts, you're only going to believe in parts. Which means you're only going to know in part. And that's the only thing you'll go because you'll say, this is the only part I know. But that ain't the only part he said. There's more to it. It is difficult to know what is wrong if we don't know why it's wrong. Well, why can't I do that? Well, here's why it kills your soul, it attacks your body, it attacks your mind, it attacks your spirit. And now you no longer cry and worship because you have become callous. This is going great. Easter's coming. A great Easter message. Imagine that when you can do something for so long. Which I didn't know this, I didn't know this, and this is sad, and Steve will know how horrible this is. I didn't know there was a thing called a pitching toe. (laughs) Don't laugh, because I knew you. You're supposed to put it right there over your foot because you drag your foot when you're pitching. Would you get these big, humongous calluses on your toe if you don't have the pitching toe, which goes over the outside of your shoe? I had no idea. I couldn't understand why they had that ugly thing. U- they look hideous. Let me tell you, some of the ugliest things in your life are there to protect you. And they were, I had no idea. I mean, feet just be throbbing. First thing I'd like to do is take them cleats off. Metal cleats, 100-degree weather, and I'm dragging it on the sand for 100-so pitches, not including warm-up. He says, there's something out there that could protect you if you'd find out what it is. So how am I going to know what is wrong? And then I don't know what is wrong when I don't know why it's wrong. But when I, found out, when I find out why it's wrong and I still do what is wrong, that's wrong. And doing what is wrong, <laughs> just, I want to be right. I want to be right. I want to be right. So he's said this. This is why we have to do that. And so... It's difficult to do that part if, if, we don't, if we don't find out what is wrong. So God wanted Sarah and Abraham to have a baby, and they came up with a half-truth, but ultimately was a full lie. Just because something grows doesn't always mean it is God. Look, Look what I got. Look what I got. The devil may want you to have it because it keeps you from praying. It keeps you from worship. It keeps you from celebrating God. Wrap your heart around the Word and not just your head. So that when we say God knows our heart, it will be evident in the way we live. When we know our ending, we will quit getting stuck in the middle of circumstances. Tough times should attract surrender for a believer. Should attract surrender. I'm just going to get tougher. No, surrender to God. Don't get tough. Here's the last thing. Luke chapter 8, verse 11 through 15. Jaira, do us a huge favor, go get the tables and the juice stuff and bring it out to the hallway. He says, now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. So what are we talking about? God gave Abraham and he said, you haven't given me a seed. And he gave him his word and he made a covenant with him. The seed is the Word of God. Here it is. My, here's, here's, if anything's going to grow in your life, it's got to be right here at the Word. It's got to be. Those by the wayside, and it's the parable of the sower, those by the wayside are those that hear, then cometh the devil and taketh away the Word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. So the devil, if you're immediately getting attacked, it ain't because God don't want you saved. It's because the devil don't want you saved. Every time I go to church, something bad happens. Yes, because the devil doesn't want you to grab it. You got to quit being circumstanced. almost said the wrong thing. They on the rock are they which when they hear receive the word with joy and these have no root which for a while believe and in time of temptation fall away. And I, I, I thought this was going to be a sermon, but I'm, I, I believe I'm supposed to share it right now. You better deal with the root before you have to deal with the rot. Termites will rot it a house without you ever being able to see it on the outside. But the minute something hits, everything crumbles. Deal with the roots or you'll have to deal with the rot. You can pay me now. (laughs) I've been up. I've been up for too long. And they which fell among thorns are they which when they have heard go forth and are choked with cares and riches and pleasures of this life and bring no fruit to perfection. Which means they have fruit, but they don't bring it to perfection. They don't give it all because they're choked out about trying to get this done and trying to look like this and trying to be like this. And, and God is said, just give yourself. Just give yourself. And here's the last one. But that on the good ground. Say, I'm good ground. <laughs> I'm not going to give you any more chances. This is the last one. You're supposed to say, meet that I'm the good ground. Now, this is, this is. No, you're supposed to. be. Are they. Which in an honest and good heart. Now, remember we said the seed is honest? That means to match the seed, you have to be honest. And good heart. Having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit with. There's that cuss word again. Church people don't like that. Patience. Pastors don't. This pastor doesn't like that. I don't like waiting. And God says, if you're going to ever serve me, you're going to have to learn to wait. And that's the only way we're going to be to do it. Amen? All right, you guys, bow your heads. You really didn't need that blanket all covered up like that. It's not necessary. You don't need to be gordy back there acting like it's Alaska. Father, we just pray, I thank you, Lord God, that our seed has a calling. You plant it inside of us joy. You've planted a word in us. You've planted a gift in us. You've planted a smile. You've planted a peace in us. And that seed has a calling. Lord, you said it to Abraham. I'm going to give you a baby in the place where you're most dead in. I'm going to give you a blessing. I'm going to call you in a place that you're incapable of doing on your own without me. Because if your dream is so small, you can do it. You're not dreaming. You're taking a nap. Well, Father, thank you for growing us to the status of dreaming. I don't have a dream so big, Lord, that I know that it cannot be done without divine intervention. And I lay my head in a restful place of peace. I believe your word. I receive your word. Father God, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Give me the Psalms 51:10. Create in me a clean heart, renew in me a right spirit. Restore unto me. The joy of my salvation. I do not want to just sit and go through the motion. I do not want to say I'm a Christian, but don't believe the word. Lord, restore unto me that joy that the seed of God lives inside of me. The destiny, the purpose, the plan is going to see it come to fruition in my life. Father, we thank you. We praise you. We receive it together in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Go do me